Thank you for joining me today on the Go Well program. Uh, Today I'm interviewing Dr. Ben Milbourne, uh, PhD, who's a senior lecturer in occupational therapy at the Curtin School of Allied Health at Curtin University in Western Australia. Ben trained as an occupational therapist in the United Kingdom, working in New Zealand, Australia and the UK, practising occupational therapy in mental health and disability. Ben is a member of Curtin Autism Research Group and is interested in research with a strong community focus, working alongside autistic individuals to promote social inclusion, well-being and positive mental health. Ben is passionate about co-produced research and developing strengths-based programs in the community. Welcome to the Go Well program, Dr. Ben Milbourne. Hi, Kate. Nice to meet you today. Look, I came across your um, a media release from uh, Curtin University in WA on coding clubs to help adolescents who've uh, got um, autism. Can you tell us a bit more about that program? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's something which um, my myself and uh, my colleague, Professor Sonia Girdler, and uh, our uh, PhD student, um, Mr. Matthew Jones, um, we've worked really hard in collaboration with Curtin University's engineering uh, department and uh, the Faculty of Health Sciences. Um, and I suppose really where, where this kind of comes from, we we're very lucky. Um, we developed something called the Autism Academy for Software Quality Assurance, or ASQA, as that's otherwise known. And, and really, this was a, a kind of a program which was designed to tap the talents of autistic individuals. Mm-hmm. And what we sort of thought would be really useful and beneficial to the autistic community was developing programs which taps that focused interest that that interest around technology around pathways into employment and and a kind of a part of that program was developing something called the coder dojo and the coder dojo is a computer coding club based at Curtin University and that provides a free service to autistic adolescents. We run the club every Saturday morning during the school year and Curtin University staff members, volunteers, parents and other volunteers actually provide um, uh, support for autistic adolescents to come in and develop not just computer skills um, but also around skills around development of, of identity, a development of socialization. So when we talk about, you know, uh, tapping the talent, tapping uh, that, that interest, it's using that, that focused interest um, around technology, around computers to actually develop other skills. And we're really lucky we have uh, computer science and occupational therapy students who actually coordinate the club and its activities. Um, the program uh, is actually now just spread out to uh, places such as Mandra and Kalgoorlie. And certainly, I think something that's really important to think about is that you know, a recent survey of um, autistic individuals and, and experts in that area revealed that 92% of expert, experts perceive that people um, with ASD or autistic individuals have specific strengths and abilities. And the, these strengths and abilities they include things like attention to detail, you know, a strong sense of morality, trustworthiness, loyalty and memory. All of the, these, these traits lend themselves to employment pathways, uh, opportunities for employment in that kind of techno, tech, tech, technological space or workplace. 
And, and certainly we know that in addition to those kind of common attributes, you know, thinking around visual perceptual skills, mathematical abilities, memory, attention to detail, these are really well suited to tasks in the information and mm. communication technology industry. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's just so fabulous when I um, came across the article and actually I've seen some others in the last year or so and spoken to people uh, about autism and where it's at uh, these days and working with individuals with that particular condition, that it's moved away from looking, focusing so much on the deficits and looking a lot more at, uh, at strengths of, of, of these people, of this group. That's right. And um, the, the publication, which um, I think you might have initially saw the media release for, um, which was published by our, um, our PhD student, uh, Matthew Jones, the, the actual title of that is, is like looking at identifying the essential components of strengths-based technology club for adolescents with autism spectrum disorder. And, and we found that there was a number of, of ingredients which um, rather than focusing, as you quite rightly said, Kat, around the deficit, it's actually starting to think about, well, with these ingredients, how do we kind of set up these programs? How do we kind of go forward so very much thinking about acceptance of autism and the adolescents in our program they're not defined by their diagnosis but by their personalities and, and their strengths and certainly the, the program while autism uh, is not a focus it's about making allowances in relation to our, our, our students, our participants' needs and their preferences, and, and also with a culture of no pressure to complete those activities. Mm. Another big thing I think that's, that's important, and I think yeah, it's not just about these coding clubs, but if we think, we're talking about employment and we're talking about you know, supporting autistic individuals into the workplace. What we found was actually recruiting our volunteers and facilitators and giving them training or, or them coming already with experience of working with autistic individuals or working with people who may experience neurodevelopmental conditions. Um, and, and I think another thing that's really important when we're thinking about strengths is matching people that actually have the same either expertise or, or interest in that area. So, so a good example, you know, if you're a, a volunteer, if you're somebody who, who was kind of volunteering for a program and you've told us that you've got a specific interest in Minecraft or, or in playing um, a, a computer game, uh, let's say uh, Destiny maybe, then matching that adolescent, um, that young person, that autistic uh, uh, adolescent with that person with the same interest. And that, that, that really does lead to, to successful outcomes because you've got that shared interest. And I suppose a big thing as well for us is about also that we, we, we really kind of worked hard to educate the facilitators of our program about using a very individualized, flexible and collaborative, collaborative approach. Uh, in, in actually sort of teaching these strategies for engaging with uh, autistic adolescents. And I think kind of tying into that, you know, the little things that we can do and often in our kind of immediate physical environment, 
the things that we can sort of change in that environment, which, which helps people to come along, to feel prepared. So using things like visual prompts or visual material, outlining like the available activities, um, by actually inviting the autistic uh, adolescent, the individual and their families along to look at the programme, to actually see the physical layout, to see the physical uh, environment prior to actually enrolling. The other thing with this uh, particular sector of, of people is that when they're actually doing those things that they really like, then they're learning at a different level on how they can better connect with their emotions and how they're communicating. Is that right? Well, uh, certainly in, in education and, and within kind of uh, disability services, we often talk about a person-centred approach. And person-centeredness is very much about placing the person before the, uh, the disability. And I, I think I already mentioned that we, we've really worked, we'll try to work hard to create an, a no-pressure environment, that people are coming along with their own volition, their own interests, and those interests are driving the attendance. Those wow. interests are, are driving the wow. types of programs or, 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 or actual technology that they're actually learning. Again, I think you cannot underestimate the power of setting the environment up in a way that is supportive to 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 enabling people to attend. So, so I mentioned, you know, that certainly the facilitators of the program um, having that prior experience and and we actually also have facilitators who are, are also autistic themselves and we talk about you know the power of that lived experience so so having that lived experience of being able to relate to to that person because you've had that experience um and again, not just about that lived experience, having that technological experience. Now, you know, um, I'm, I'm probably not the best person to be able to do computer coding. Um, so, so asking me about how I might use JavaScript, I, I'm not that person. But if you've got that interest and, and, and connecting that person in the group around that particular interest, it really makes for a more successful relationship. The impact of parents as well, and you know, a lot of the parents of the program are, are really can do, and that collaboration and building that environment to to be to be conducive, to be uh, make, make people feel safe and welcome around that. Um, and then certainly, uh, you know, not just about supporting the the, 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 the adolescents, but also the, the parents are, are provided opportunities for training to be able to support their child, not just in that uh, uh, immediate environment, but then going on to school and then hopefully going into employment and the workplace. Mm -hmm. So just with regard to statistics uh did you say that as of 2015 one in 50 people in australia yeah. are now clinically diagnosed autistic and and but these numbers are increasing is that right they are yeah it's, it's really interesting you say that kate because uh, i was uh, i was actually at a talk this morning that was talking about the some of the recent statistics and according to there's a recent report by the autism alliance um Certainly, there's there's been an improved recognition of of autism and how it, how it's actually diagnosed through the Diagnostic Statistical Manual Five. You you've also seen a reclassification of Asperger's syndrome and and 
And because of this improved recognition and this reclassification, um, according to this report, it's talking about the almost a 217% increase of people diagnosed with autism in Australia over right. the last decade. So, so just a huge increase. Um, in 2018, the Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, reported that about 1.3% of males or 0.4% of females, 3.2% of um, of children aged 5 to 14 have an autism diagnosis. But actually, the prevalence in the community is likely to be higher as there are many uh, uh, adults who have not been diagnosed. Mm. Again, just something to kind of, and, and again, and this comes from a, a recent Autism Alliance uh, report. Um, they're saying that in the context of the National Disability Insurance Scheme, over 31% of participants in, in, in the National Disability Insurance Scheme have a primary diagnosis of, of autism. Um, so, so again, I, I think that really does kind of tell quite a lot about that we are seeing more people being diagnosed that there is a huge need around that and um, so something else i think to kind of consider um is very much about that uh i think certainly one in 150 i, I think we are going to see that actually uh, grow we're going to see a lot more people being diagnosed Wow, incredible figures. What would you be saying to people who are working, say, with someone who has been identified as having autism? Um, because you say that there is still a bit of stigma in, in Australia, is that right? Around... I, I, I think, I think we're, if you look at where we were, I think, in comparison to perhaps 10 years ago, I think things are getting better. But I, yes, I would say that we need to break down the stigmas and barriers. Um, if you look at education, employment, mental health, life expectancy, social community life, autistic individuals have consistently have, have among the worst outcomes compared to other disability or vulnerable population groups. Um, and again, this, this comes from uh, Autism Alliance. Um, certainly, um, we need to kind of be thinking about how we can uh, uh, support, enable, empower autistic individuals to feel that they do have representation. They feel that they have people, uh, that they, they have real voice and opportunity to, to, to kind of be included. Um, so I, I think, yeah, we need to be doing a lot more. We've used something called um, Photo Voice, which... Um, uh, we asked uh, autistic individuals in the Australian community to go out and take pictures about what is important to them around their quality of life. So, so again, in breaking down these stigmas and barriers, we, we need to look at new ways, novel ways of helping mm -hmm. autistic individuals talk about what is important and, and express about what is important for them. Yes, and so, yeah, that's the big shift, isn't it, that it's uh, moved to about autism identity and about who they are first as a person. And, and your listeners might be interested in, in having a, a watch of a, a really fantastic YouTube video by uh, Dr. Jack Denhouting, uh, who did a TED talk about the, uh, neurodiversity and autism. 
certainly neurodiversity uh, it, uh, and that movement it is about seeing it, it's it's almost rejecting a medic medicalized or neg negative way of thinking about uh autism not seeing it as a disorder or a deficit but it's actually about celebrating diversity it's about celebrating difference and it actually comes the the term neurodiversity it comes from an australian sociologist um uh, judy singer and a journalist harvey bloom and and what, what you were saying about the um, nothing about us without us that come that that expression was really um widely used in particularly in the united kingdom in the 1990s, uh, sorry, 1980s and 1990s, where um, you had a, a real change in how disability was kind of understood and conceptualised. So there was, uh, there was a movement from what perhaps has been a traditional medical lens of understanding disability. And in the UK, we moved to a more social model of disability. And the social model of disability talks about it's not my impairments that disables me, but it's actually the way that the physical, the institutional, the cultural environment actually mm. creates barriers. So what you were saying mm. about mm. stigmas and attitude, mm. that really feeds into how people may become marginalised and discriminated mm. against. Mm. 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 Well, look, I mean, it's... If I think about it, it's not a world that I, I know too much about. So I'm really grateful for you to come onto the show and to explain a bit more for all of us about this. When I think about it, I think it feels to me like we've come a long way, actually, with the way that we're talking about disability. I mean, I guess I'm going back further, probably 20 years, but really there's been a, a quite big shifts. So do, do you agree? Um, I, I, I think there is, um, and, and when we talk about disability, I think it's really to be mindful that, you know, the, 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 there's such a wide range of, of terminology around mm. disability. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we talk about mental health and I think we have, you know, again, mental health, we have a lot more awareness about mental health is more, more prominent in, in our in our kind of uh, understanding. People are talking more about mental health. Um, but if we're talking about, say, autistic individuals and mental health, you know, there's still a lot to be done. Uh, how we understand mental health from a, a, an autistic perspective, how we actually understand aut autistic burnout. We know that autistic individuals... Um, you know, will often have to use masking strategies in, in kind of typical situations, which leads to burnout, which has a negative impact on, on mental health. Um, I, I think a big thing as well in terms of, you know, we've come a long way that I can't emphasise enough in, in research, in, in policy design, in, uh, in designing interventions. We talk a lot about co-production and I'm, I'm, I'm very very uh, honoured to work with one of my colleagues Dr Wen Lawson who is uh, uh, an autistic individual um, who we, we've been very lucky to work alongside Wen and when we talk about co-production this comes back to that nothing about us without us but you are in, in, in any I think disability um, uh, uh, research, any kind of policy, but you're including people with that lived experience from the outset. And it's not just tokenistic, but you, you're making sure that, 
you know, you, when you take on feedback and or you take your findings back to the group, you may not like what that individual, what that group are saying. And, and you have to take that on board and, and take on board those changes. So, so, so I think, you know, yes, in comparison to 20 years ago, there, there have been, there have been changes, but there's still a lot more to, to, to work towards. You know, I think I shared with you, Kate, I, I'm, I'm a parent of an eight-year-old uh, uh, child, uh, my son. He, he's autistic and I, I, you know, I do worry about the future and what that future looks like. And, and mm. it's, it's, it's certainly, uh, I think, from research and policy that we are really kind of pushing to get the best outcomes for uh, autistic individuals going forward, that they have as much opportunity for inclusion and participation in Australian society. Well, it's just absolutely fabulous to hear you talking about what you're doing. Uh, you just sound so absolutely passionate about it, Ben. Uh, so it's, once again, thank you so much. I've got to um, wind up our interview now. I was, I was going to sort of, maybe if I can throw a last question to you or if you wanted to say something else that I haven't asked you, but I was just going to say that all of these things are on a spectrum too, aren't they? So, I mean... You know, it's a big area, autism, isn't it? I mean, in terms of, I mean, it really, there's so much more we could talk about. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It really is a spectrum. And and I think the sad thing is, you know, and, and as a parent gone through this, you, you, you go through that whole diagnosis process, which is still a really medical way mm. and of, of looking at the person. Mm. Um, and um, that you know you get that report and I, me I remember the day we got that report and you feel like that 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 um you know the rug's really been pulled from under your feet because you read the report all it talks about is is what's wrong mm. all it talks about is is you know the the, the deficit and you know no knowing my son and seeing him develop over the last you know five years he has so many strengths and there's so many opportunities to, to engage those, those strengths. And the very notion of that it is a spectrum. And I, I think, yes, there might be some commonalities, but this is where we have to come back to that person-centered approach. And, mm. and we have to kind of tap into those unique, unique strengths, those unique interests. I think I shared with you last time, my son, he has a, a real focused interest on, on Lego and um, he, uh, it was his birthday uh, this weekend. And um, we, uh, we bought him a, a Lego kit. He's eight, he's building 16 year old Lego sets. And, and, you know, we've got, we've got 24 bags of Lego laid over our, um, our dining room table at the moment. Um, but that's his that that's his his interest and we we encourage that and, and we foster that and we use that as a way to help him and use it as a way to, to actually involve him in other activities or interests mm -mm. oh it's fabulous well look um once again thank you so much for current coming on the go well program today and thank you so um, much kate it's really lovely to speak with you